Welcome back to the Hours Weekly Podcast with me, Sam. And me, Reese. Welcome. Welcome back, mate. Hope you're all well. Yeah, um, I've not been very well the last couple of days, to be honest with you, so I've mainly been slobbing in bed. Um, yeah, getting there, but uh, yeah, that knocked me for six, that did. Yeah, well, luckily, um, Reese is going to be with us today. I was going to do it on my own, but Reese said he's going to try and pull through and... Uh, do the weekend predictions for the Bundesliga. We soldier on, we get it done. Yeah, shall we crack on then, mate? Yeah, let's get straight into it. Yeah, so we'll go on tonight's game. Freiburg versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um, Interesting game. Yeah, just to let the viewers know, we are going to do some score predictions first and then we're going to cover a couple of different topics after we've done. It's probably not going to be as long this podcast today. Yeah. Um, but we're going to get into score predictions for this weekend's game in the Bundesliga. Uh, and then we're going, like I say, we're going to cover a couple of different topics after we've done the score predictions. So it's probably not going to be as long, but the content still bangs. Yeah. Um, tonight's game, half past seven kickoff, Freiburg yeah. versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. This week we have uh, Ben and Jack back on the score predictions. This week, yes, we do. A little uh, League of Four. Yeah, I so. didn't forget to ask him. Luckily enough, no one got any points last week. Reese was very close to getting a few points. Yeah, but so. Close yet so far. Yeah, so Ben and Jack are back with us this week. Unfortunately, I did forget to ask them because that's me being me and I had a bit of a busy week last week. Getting prepared back for work and stuff. But hey-ho, we're back with them. So uh, shall we crack on with the predictions, mate? Yes. So Freiburg and Borussia Mönchengladbach. Reese went with 2-1 Borussia Mönchengladbach. I said 3-1 Borussia Mönchengladbach. Ben said 2-0 Borussia Mönchengladbach and Jack said 2-1. Mm. Some very, very good results in that one. Yeah, uh, I, I think um, I fancy Mönchengladbach to win away at Freiburg after the Leverkusen win. They came back quite well. I think they won 4-1 in the next game, didn't they? After yeah. the uh, Leverkusen drumming they got. <laughs> um, yeah, I th- they are a good side, Mönchengladbach. Toram in exceptional form. Um, I think we can cover that a bit later on because I've, from what I've seen on Sky Sports, especially some sources are saying that big teams are chasing Marcus Toram. So, be interested to see how that one goes. Really, yeah. Like Reece said, we'll probably try and get a, a bit of transfer talking after we've done the predictions and see what we can scunder up. See what we can bring up. There's one that I want to talk about, but we'll get onto that when. Uh, we get yeah. on to it because it's big, big transfer news for yes. Liverpool and Chelsea. Mm. That's a bit of a hint if anyone doesn't know. Yeah, but, I'm, uh, I'm assuming you guys have all seen it, yeah. plastered all over social media. Anyway, let's uh, we'll we'll forget about that and we'll bring it up after we've done the predictions. Um, so that was Friday night's game. Let's move on to the half past two games on Saturday. Uh, Dusseldorf versus Hoffenheim. This one, I really didn't know how to call this one. I think I said 1-1, didn't I? You did. You said 1-1. I said 3-1 Hoffenheim. Uh, Ben said 2-0 Hoffenheim and so did Jack. Jack also said 2-0 Hoffenheim. Do you know what I thought about Dusseldorf? I watched them get an absolute tonking at Bayern Munich last weekend, but I thought, do you know what? They actually play half-decent football. And there was two or three times where they got in round the back of Bayern's defence, which... All right, fair enough. Probably isn't their strongest area of the team. But I couldn't help but think that there was goals in Dusseldorf and I thought if they could just get one goal back, do you know what I mean? It kind of puts a little bit of pressure on back, gives them something to think about rather than just cruising at 3-4 and and Um, 5-0. In the end, they did get a bit of a tonking, but 
I fancy Dusseldorf to score at home. Um, they're not that bad a team, really, to say where they are in the league. But they certainly didn't look that bad anyway. I've seen worse teams. Um, I said 1-1 for this one, yep. to be honest. Bit of a boring result for you, like, but if that's what you want to go with, mate, that's what you're going to go with. Mm. Um, let's move on to the next half-past two game on Saturday, which is Frankfurt versus Mainz. Well, now, this is going to be a very interesting game. Yeah, I think Frankfurt, we've, we just went over the league table a little bit before we started the podcast, and I said straight away, Frankfurt have picked up points exactly when they needed to, and now they're like eight points clear of the drop zone. They've done exactly what they needed to do. Um, I think the league table, to be honest, all right, Frankfurt have been poor this season in patches, but when you look at the goals they've scored, and they've scored 49 goals and let in 53, so you think, well, then they can't be that bad because they do score a lot of goals, and but they concede a lot. As mm. I said, they've had a couple of patches this year. They've been quite poor, really, um, by their standards, especially after hitting the Europa League the last couple of years. Um, I think they'll be too strong for Mainz. Oh, Mainz are still struggling, aren't they? Yeah, mate. Can't seem to buy a result from no, anywhere. No, So let's go on to the score predictions for this one. Uh, I said 2-1. You did, mate. You said 2-1 Frankfurt. Um, I went 1-0 Frankfurt. Um, very interesting ones for Jack and Ben. Um, ben went 3-1 Mainz and Jack went 1-0 Mainz. You're a brave man to back Mainz winning mm. at Frankfurt. And I tell you, if it comes in... To be fair, though, Sam... When you look at, in the grand scheme of things, home advantage hasn't really favoured anyone so far with the return in the Bundesliga. You'd expect your teams like like Dortmund, like Bayern Munich, that will always be strong at home, um, no matter who they're playing. But home advantage hasn't seemed to count for a great deal so far with there being no fans in. Yeah. Um, to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if Ben's result came off because... It'll be very interesting to see if it does come off. Yeah, now. it will be. Um, myself, I'll be looking forward to um, to watching it, really. Um, I probably will give that a watch tomorrow as well. I know Bayern Munich kick off at half past two tomorrow. There's three games on Sunday. Yeah, there's three games, yeah. So, so, so. Sorry, I'm just uh, writing my notes down. It's all right. As we do, as we go along. Nice to take notes. We do, we do. So that's uh, Frankfurt Mines out of the way. Mm. Now, this is an interesting game, this. Um, Bayer Leverkusen versus Bayern Munich. Yeah, this um, this could go one or two ways, in my opinion. This could be a really tight game, or this could be Bayern steamrolling. It's just close as a derby. I don't... Because it's a Bayer, it's Bayern, isn't it? I don't know. Um, I would have to double-check that. I'm not too sure. Um, mm. I know that Leverkusen... Yeah, I'm just, not that, you know what? You've got the cogs then. going in my brain now. I'm starting to wonder if that is actually a derby. I think or not. it is. I'm not too sure because I'm I'm not sure if Leverkusen's that far away from Munich's I, ground. Um, like I say, mate, I will. Um, I think there's about I'm gonna say about thirty miles from each other. I might be wrong. Just gonna have a look. Yeah. What's what was um. I said 3-0 Bayern yes. for this one. So I'll quickly go on to the results before, while Reese is checking up. Um, everyone went with Bayern Munich wins. So Reese went 3-0 Munich. I said 2-1 Munich. I can see Leverkusen scoring against Munich. Especially the way that Kai Havertz is playing at this minute in time. Yeah. Um, ben said 4-1. 
by Munich and Jack said 3-0. I can see Leverkusen scoring in this, I really can. But the way that Munich are playing at this minute in time is very from, interesting. From what I'm seeing, it's not coming up that Leverkusen is actually a derby with Bayern Munich. I would have to look into that a bit more, but from what I'm seeing, it's not um, it's not coming up, to be honest. Um, I thought it would have been a derby, that sucks. It's a Bayern, isn't it? Well, I'm it's just like looking, Manchester, because Manchester. It's, it's kind of... Um, it's kind of split into areas. I'm just checking out the Wikipedia page, and it's split. But in Bavaria, where Bayern Munich is situated, Leverkusen isn't in there. Nuremberg, Greutherford, 1860 Munich, Augsburg, Jan Regensburg that are in the second or third division, I think, and Ingolstadt who are in the second division. So as far as I can see, it's not actually a derby, mm. um, which is quite surprising, really. Mm, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was actually quite interested when you said that. I wasn't sure if it was. No, apparently it's not. Um, Bayern Munich, like I said, I can see this going one or two ways. I can see it being quite a tight game and both teams have some good chances because they do play good football, both of them. Um, As much as it pains me to say that about Munich. Um, Or it can go Bayern are just going to steamroller Leverkusen. I went for 3-0 Munich. It wouldn't surprise me if it wasn't, but I could see Munich... But when they need to, when they need to play well, and when they need a result, they usually play pretty well. So, yeah, they sure do, mate. Sure do. Um, let's go on to the last half past two game on Saturday. Then um, RB Leipzig versus Paderborn. There's only one way this is going. I think. Well, I'd be very surprised if Leipzig don't win this game. Um, you actually said to me on, and I'll I'll say it on record. Sam said that if if Paderborn win at Leipzig, he would sell his PlayStation. So no 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 this was, that was a different game which we'll get into in a minute. Yeah, it was worth a try. Um, look, you know, in all seriousness, Leipzig should really be too strong for Paderborn at home. However, distracted by the news that's been coming out of the Leipzig camp this week, which we're going to get onto in a while, I'm sure everybody knows what we're talking about. I actually said three 0 Leipzig. I could see it being more if Leipzig start well. I can honestly see him running all over Paderborn. I said the same as you, mate. I went 3-0 Red Bull Leipzig as well. I think that this game, really, um, it reminds me of the game last weekend with Dortmund and Paderborn. Mm. Because Dortmund did not start well, really. And Paderborn got set in a nice defensive shape. They had two banks of defenders and midfielders, making it nice and compact, not giving them much space. I noticed in the first half, Dortmund was kind of spraying the ball side to side to try and move them around a lot. Um I think if Leipzig start quick, then Paderborn are in for a pretty yeah, tough afternoon, in. aren't they? So, um, me and Reece said 3-0. Yeah, I said 3-0. Uh, ben went 3-1. You can see Paderborn scoring. Also, Jack said 4-1. Mm, he I'm, can also see Paderborn well, scoring. Well, Paderborn, to be honest, they was lucky to get a penalty last weekend and score from the pen. An absolute farce of a decision. I've seen the decision. It's never a penalty. No, it's never a penalty. Never seen a penalty in no. his life. They was lucky to get that penalty. However, they did... T- he did take it well and score. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I I couldn't see Paderborn. If Paderborn was at home, but they'd still play the same way, and especially against Leipzig with them playing such good football, they'll just stick. They'll stick ten men behind the ball, and make it hard for them. And especially when they're going away, um, I can see a Leipzig when I can't see anything else other than that. And if Paderborn win, I'd be very very surprised. Yeah, I will be as well, mate. I will be, especially at Leipzig as well. 
Um, let's move on to the half past five game, which is our boys Dortmund versus Hertha Berlin. It's gonna be a tough game this for Dortmund. This we we both said this last weekend when we um well I watched the Dortmund Paderborn game. I think you watched it as well, didn't you? You was at home, weren't you watching? Uh, uh, no, I was away, but I did watch a little bit in, in the car on the way home. Um, this is not as easy as it looks no. for Dortmund. Hertha Berlin have been very, very good in this last few weeks. The, the Bruno Labbadia has got them turning it round. They're playing some good football. They're looking quite solid defensively, which they wasn't in the earlier part of the season. Dortmund at home are capable of beating anybody, and it doesn't matter who you are. Real Madrid, Barcelona, Inter Milan, PSG. They're, they're capable of beating anybody at home. Um, again, we come on to the factor of no fans. Dortmund play the same way regardless of who they're playing. They play expansive football, get both wing-backs involved, Hakimi being the main one recently, and Guerrero, both chipping in with goals. This is not going to be as easy as it looks on paper because Hertha Berlin are going to come and they're going to want to come to the Signal Iduna Park and put on a display. I, I can see it being a bit of a tight game, to be honest. It's going to be a tough game for Dortmund. Really is. Yeah, it is. Like I say, Berlin have picked up some really good form recently. Hopefully we can get to see uh, Haaland back as well. That'd yeah, be nice. it was a shame for him to go off injured. Um, I'd be interested to see how they do tomorrow because, like as I say, I've said before, it's not going to be easy, I don't think. I said 2-1 for this one. Yep, you two said 2-1. Uh, I said 2-0. And Jack and Ben went 3-0 Dortmund. It's going to be a tough game, that really is going to be a tough game for Dortmund. I can see it being uh, quite a tough one, but I think Dortmund play, I play. I think Dortmund do play some really, really nice, attractive football. So it'd be interesting to see if Hertha Berlin could deal with that because they haven't come up against anybody like Dortmund in the last few weeks. No. no. So it'd be interesting, really. Yeah, it will be, mate. Um, let's move on to the three Sunday games then. Um, Werder Brennan versus Wolfsburg. Yeah, I said 1-1 one, one draw for this. Yep. Werder Bremen need a result tomorrow, on Sunday because they had a stinking result at home to Frankfurt in the week, losing 3-0 at home. After the way they'd been playing recently, I would have fancied them to get a result against Frankfurt and they end up getting battered 3-0 at home. That's a big, really disappointing for result for Werder Bremen considering where they'd worked to, to get themselves in a position where they could get out of trouble and they put themselves right back in it again. Um, I think they're due a big performance at home. Wolfsburg are a fairly handy team, to be honest. Um, them sitting in the Europa League suggests they've had a fairly decent season. Um, I think they sit in the last Europa League spot. So, but I fancy Werder Bremen to, to at least give it a go at home. I said 1-1 one, one draw because I fancy Bremen to get a result. But Yeah, you said 1-1. One, one. Um, I said 2-0 Wolfsburg um, and Jack and Ben have gone the same again here. they've gone 2-1 Wolfsburg on this one I could see why though I could see why you'd back Wolfsburg because they're a pretty handy side they're quite solid um, they've got a big centre forward Valt Veghorst you never know if they get crosses in the box you can always get on the end of them with him being 6'6 six six. Um, yeah he's a big lad to be fair Um I still fancy Werder Bremen to get a result, but if I'm horrendously wrong, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> no, it's not very, very uh, likely that we're going to get stuff along like, 
Oh, hi home. Oh, let's move on to the next game. Union Berlin versus Schalke. And the award for the most unglamorous game of the weekend goes to Union this Berlin one. versus Schalke. Um, I'm well, going to eat my words if Ben gets this result right. I'm going to tell you in a minute. I... Mm, I don't really think anybody has the right to fancy Schalke for a win at the moment, but Union Berlin have been just as bad since they've come back from the break. They've been awful. They got battered in the Berlin derby. They did not play well last week. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I said a Schalke 1-0 win, but could be anybody's. It wouldn't surprise me if it was 0-0, to be honest. Well, you've said, you've said 1-0 Schalke. I've said 1-0 Union Berlin. Ben has said 4-2 Schalke. Bear in mind, Schalke haven't won in 11 games. <laughs> they've not even scored four in this fucking... They've not even scored four in the past... I don't even know how many games. Well, they haven't even won in they the past 11. Sco- exactly. They can't even score four goals, let alone four. Oh, no, sorry. I if, correct myself. If, if that result comes in, I will sell my PlayStation and my telly. That result is not coming in, I'm telling you now. Please, please, Schalke, turn up on Sunday. Please win 4-2, because I would love to see you sell your PlayStation and television. That is how confident I am in that result, because Schalke just cannot score. I don't think they will win 4-2. They cannot I said, score. I said 1-0. I can't see it being a high-scoring game. If Schalke score more than two, then I take back everything I said. And if that result does come in, I'm going to cry. But I will be up money, so I'm not bothered. Um, and Jack said uh, 2-1 Schalke. Quite, I mean, the way Schalke are playing, Christ, they look so unorganised and they just look completely hopeless. They need a result this weekend. They, well, Schalke I mean, need a result this I'm weekend. I'm surprised. That, look, I don't want anybody to lose the job, but I'm really surprised that Wagner hasn't gone already. I'm surprised he's still there. Yeah, I am. I'm quite surprised that he's still in the job, to be fair. Um... It's the last team that I would expect. I mean, I'm just, I'm quite thankful, really, that they got that many results in the first half of the season. Because if they was down there, they'd be good as gone. Yeah, definitely. Especially the way they're playing. If that was us, our Sunday League team, and Willow was getting bad results like that, chairman would have him straight out of the club. Off your trot. Gareth Morgan would be out You can still come drinking fedoras, but you're not in charge of his club anymore. Well, off your pop. I'm telling you now. Schalke, like, and I'll back up that point I made just before that they are they ought to be really thankful that they picked up a lot of points in the first half of the season because I'm telling you now they'd be dead and gone, mate. They they look hopeless at the minute. Um, I honestly don't know where the look. It could be anything. It could be it goes in off Rahman's ass on Sunday and gets them a one nil win. It could be as simple as that and it could kickstart them. Football, you just never know. But the way they're playing, one win in 11 games, they're not scoring. They lost 1-0 at home to Werder Bremen last week and Werder Bremen thoroughly deserved a 1-0 win as well. Um, Schalke were as bad as Bremen were good. So, yeah, I, I, look, I said a 1-0 Schalke win because this game just does not have glamorous written on it. Hopefully we can have something nice to talk about Schalke. I'd love to but be able to, honestly, if, if, any, if any Schalke fans will listen to this podcast, I hope your team makes me eat my words and they get a good result on Sunday because they're a big, big football club and they look in disarray at the moment. <sighs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Uh, finally, let's go on to the last result of the weekend in the Bundesliga. 
Um, Augsburg versus FC Cologne. I said 1-1 draw. Quite two evenly matched sort of teams, really. I know Augsburg are lower down in the league. But there's not that much difference between them. Um, and because of that, I said 1-1 draw. Yeah, you said 1-1. One, one. Um, I said 1-0 Cologne. Um, ben said 2-0 Cologne. And Jack went 4-0 Cologne. Jack's boys. Uh, yeah, for some reason, he decided to go 4-0. He loves Cologne, Jack. He loves them. He's got a massive thing for Cologne, he has. So, let's go on to the um, table. In the Bundesliga. Yeah. Well, just quickly. Quite off guard there, mate, but... Yeah, well, just quickly... Let's uh, quickly run through it as it stands. And this is pending tonight's game. Yes, so this will be until tonight's game. If so, at this moment in time, we have Bayern Munich in first position on 67 points. Borussia Dortmund in second, second sorry, with 60 points. In third, we have RB Leipzig on 58 points. In fourth, we have Borussia Mönchengladbach on 56 points. In fifth place, we have Bayer Leverkusen on 56 points also. In sixth place, we have Wolfsburg on 42 points. In seventh, we have Hoffenheim on 42 points. In eighth, we have Freiburg on 38 points. In ninth, we have Hertha Berlin on 38 points also. In 10th, we have Schalke Urfia on 37 points. In 11th, Eintracht Frankfurt on 35 points. In 12th, Cologne on 34 points. 13th, Augsburg on 31 points. In 14th place, we have Union Berlin on 31 points. In 15th, there is Mainz on 28 points. In 16th, Fortuna Dusseldorf on 27 points. In 17th, we have Werder Bremen on 25 points. And propping up the table in 18th, we have Paderborn, 19 points. So that's the Bundesliga table? Yep, that is as the it stands. Yep, pending, obviously, tonight's result and the way that goes, that could change. Um, yeah, so that's the league table, guys. So, have you seen the news yesterday? Come out breaking news from think, Sky Sports. I think you'd struggle not to see it, wouldn't you? Um, so across every social media platform. Sky Sports news come out and said yesterday that Chelsea have put a fifty-five million pound bid in for Timo Werner. What are your thoughts on this? Because Liverpool were the favourites to sign him, and I was even going to stick a bet on it. That's how confident I was that he was going to Liverpool. Now. The tables have turned and Chelsea have come in and said, here you go, there's your 55 million, let's sign this contract, let's go ahead with it. You can probably tell by the look on my face that there's two teams in the Premier League that I didn't want Werner to go to and that was Chelsea or Liverpool. The first thing my mate Mike did, because he's a Chelsea fan, was message me straight away. I actually hadn't heard the news up until this point. And he sent me a screenshot of Sky Sports News on his phone. He was at work. And it, Werner has agreed a deal with... Well, Leipzig have agreed a deal with Chelsea for the sale of Timo Werner. I just cringed. I thought, there's two teams in the Premier League that I did not want him to go to. And one of them was Chelsea and the other one was Liverpool. And it doesn't surprise me, to be honest. Um, it's a shame because... 
for the price they're getting him for, they should wear a mask and striped jumper because they've committed daylight robbery. But it's because of this COVID-19 outbreak, mate. That's what it's done. Players' values have dropped. The contracts, obviously, are yet to be negotiated. Timo Werner is going to make a lot of friends in West London, I think. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. It just makes me laugh. Because all Liverpool had to do is pay £50 million for him. And there's your striker. All I can see is now, I can just see Chelsea's front three. Pulisic on the left. Hakimi on the right. Not Hakimi. Ziyech uh, on the right. And Werner through the middle. Really right. Hakim Ziyech. Through the middle. Well, look, mate. Just It just sounds disgusting already. I think... There's two things I think to this. Now, read into this what you will. There's two, th- there's two points I took out of this straight away. Within 10 seconds, the, th- the first two things that came into my head was that's a statement of intent from Chelsea and that's Liverpool not being ambitious in the transfer market. If Liverpool really, really wanted someone like a Van Dijk, like Alisson, they had the money, so they went and bought them. Now, they m- Klopp must look at Werner like they can last through next season with the same squad they've got. Tottenham made that same mistake. That's all. Look, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that Liverpool are the same as Tottenham Hotspur. I'm not suggesting that. But Tottenham made that mistake, thinking that they could go through the whole of next se- the season after with the same squad, and they struggled, and it was hard. And Pochettino could count himself pretty bloody unlucky that he didn't get money to spend off Levy. But my point being, Liverpool to me have fell behind there because that's a statement of intent from Chelsea, because they've nipped it in the bud straight away. Chelsea did the same thing with Willian before he was meant to go to Tottenham. Mm. They nipped that in the bud straight away and said, nah, there you go, come to West London, come to our boys. That's what they did straight away. As soon as they knew another team was in, Chelsea had done exactly the same thing with Werner. And I think Chelsea have got one hell of a striker next year, if he does. It's looking like he is. He's he's looking very possible. Right, now I've got a question for you. Yeah, we're English. We're young lads, we're English. Right? If you're Tammy Abraham, what do you think to that? I'd be annoyed. But obviously, Tammy Abraham's a Chelsea boy through and through, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll let you go and I'll give I, you my opinion. I think Frank Lampard's probably going to let him go on loan again, which I think will be a bit of a downside for him because how well he's done for Chelsea this season. And I think a lot of Chelsea fans would have said when he come in to start in 11, oh, why are why we starting Tammy Abraham? He's not, he's not a Premier League striker. He's done well from this season. Same as Mason Mount. I think Mason Mount's done really well under Lampard. <sighs> the only thing I can think of is if Frank Lampard's go... If, if Frank Lampard goes with two up front, that's the only thing I can think of. Now, Chelsea fans, if that's what you think, please leave it in the comment section below. That's the only thing I can think of happening. But then you've got to drop either Kante, Kovacic. Um, can you honestly see Timo Werner playing in a two? No. Nope. Not a chance. I'll be honest, right? And I said this weeks ago um, to my mate Mike, who is a Chelsea fan, who's been a Chelsea fan a long, long time. And he said, honestly, this is going to be the door for Tammy Abraham. Because 
Do you do you think right? And I like what Lampard did last season. He gave young English lads a chance. Do you think that's because he had to? Because at the first sign of any money coming to Chelsea, he's bought Timo Werner, who plays in the same. I, I think yes. he only played young English lads because he had to. He had because to Chelsea because he hadn't had sign anybody. Yes, that I agree with you hundred percent there because Chelsea had no money to spend at all. Yes, I will agree with you. And I think if one of the big clubs come up from the championship, aka Leeds, mm. West Brom, or whoever comes up, that's where I think Tammy Abraham will, will end up. I could see him fitting in for a Leeds. He'll West slide Brom, straight into Leeds. I could see him West fit. Brom, maybe not, because they're not. No offense to West Brom, but they're not a bigger club than Leeds. Mm. He would slide straight into that Leeds team, and Leeds fans would adore him. Yeah, they would. Ellen like Road. Him. I, I honestly, right, and I'm not slating Lampard in any way, shape, or form. Look, at the end of the day, the guy he was an England legend. He was a Chelsea legend, so he has a bit of pull at that football club. You know, he's got a bit of clout, shall we say? I it, it I don't know it kind of annoyed me when I read it because Werner although he is top class he's one of the top strikers in Europe at this moment in time along with Lewandowski um I honestly think that Frank Lampard has thrown that out the window now because Chelsea have money to spend look they've already paid what was it 40 50 million for Hakim Ziyech steal at that yeah. money especially with the way he's been playing for Ajax and the Champions League exploits so on and so forth they got a steal with Ziyech my god they've got a steal with Werner for that money um, I I do question it a little bit though it's like oh yeah we played the kids for a year because we had to because we had no money but as soon as we get chance we'll go back to buying everybody that's the way it looks from the outside looking in. I don't know. I mean, Chelsea fans, feel free to correct me on that. But I ain't changing on that. That's the first thing that come into my head. I just thought, wow, you've got money again, so you're buying the best best players you can in Europe. That's the way it looks to me. You're forgetting the English kids. Can you honestly Can you honestly see Tammy, Tammy Abraham getting a look in now? No. No, I can't either. And that's sad to say that, really. It's quite yeah. sad. Because I feel for Tammy Abraham. He tried his best. Uh... Uh, to be honest, mate, I think if Tammy, if Frank Lampard loans him out, I think there's only one club Tammy Abraham would go to, and I think it would be Villa again, just because of the John Terry and Frank Lampard thing that they've got going. I and think plus he's it, already been on loan exactly. there before, so he knows the club. Or it? if Leeds come in for him and Leeds do get this massive money takeover, I think he will go to Leeds. But first, I, first. but are you downgrading from Chelsea to Leeds? Is that a massive downgrade? Well, it is, yeah. But That's another thing you've got to think of. Yeah, of course it's a downgrade. I mean, Chelsea are in Champions League places and Leeds are fighting to get back in the Premier League. Of course it's going to be looked at as a downgrade. However, I do think that if Leeds do come up, Leeds are going to need as many players as they can get because it's going to be tough for them next year. I mean, Bamford, Bamford's not going to do... He's not going to, he won't be there next season if Leeds come up. 100%. Let's be brutally honest, he can barely cut it in the Championship for exactly. Leeds. Exactly. So... I don't look. I, I don't know, mate. Stranger things have happened in football. If Bamford scored fifteen, twenty goals next season, you say, "All right, give the kid another chance." Parrot would be eating his fucking donuts. Yeah, Parrot would be eating his, <laughs> eating his donuts as well as his word. <laughs> well um, look, Tammy Abraham. I'd be if you're a Chelsea fan, you appreciate what they're trying to do. But on a personal level, he's not going to be very happy at that, is he? Because that's effectively him out the team now. 
He's not going to play in front of Timo Werner. You've just spent fifty million quid on someone. You're not going to leave him sat on the bench, are you? Let's leave I'm it. I'm very surprised. Let's get it out then, guys. Let's get a poll out. Where do you think Tammy Abraham will end up next season if Timo Werner comes in? Let's leave your comments in the section comment section below. Shall we go to another transfer? Mm. Let's go on to um, my boy from Newcastle, Mr. Matty Longstaff. Yeah. He's on £850 a week at Newcastle. Being offered 35 grand a Udinese week. Udinese have come in and said, I know, let's sign you for, let's get you for 30 grand a week. If you're Matty Longstaff, what are you doing? I, t- I told you. When we spoke about this earlier in the week, I told you I'm staying. I'm a Newcastle lad, mate. I'm playing in the Premier League. He's an up-and-coming star. Look, you've got to, you've got to look at this two ways. You can think, yeah, that's an awful lot of money at his age. You're playing in a foreign country. Look, and you can use Jaden Sanjo as an example, if you like. A, a young mm-hmm. kid who goes across to a foreign country. Italy's a different kettle of fish, mate. You're going to Udinese. Yeah. You're, not, you're not going to a Fiorentina, Roma, Lazio, Juventus, Inter Milan, AC Milan. You're not going to one of them teams. You're going to Udinese. If it doesn't work for you, you come back looking pretty stupid. Um, look, I, I wish the kid all the best because I actually quite like him. Um, I think he's he's exactly the kind of player that Newcastle need. They, they need a scrapper. They need someone that's going to get in there, put tackles in. He's got a bit of quality about him as well. He's not scared to put a tackle in. No, either. he's not. He's he's a bit of a throwback. He reminds yeah. me of. Um, you're probably not going to like me for saying this. He reminds me a bit like a Jack Colback kind of player, where he doesn't mind putting himself about. Um, I said to you, if I was Matty Longstaff, look, the mere fact that Udinese have come in at thirty grand a week says that Newcastle are going to have to offer him a new deal because otherwise they're going to leave. So it forces Newcastle's hand, doesn't it? Because if you don't play, if you, if you don't get offered a new deal as of that, you'll go, won't you? You'll go for the money. But if you do get offered a new deal, you stay where you are. Yes, I agree, mate. But I also think with what's going on behind closed doors at Newcastle, I also think, is that something to do with it as well? Because if the new owners are going to come in, if... And it's a big if they come in. Is is he going to be part of Newcastle's plans next season? Well, I hope. Like so, I hope so. so. You? You'd like to think so. But how long has Matty Longstaff got until his contract comes up? Because nothing's been mentioned on Sky Sports or anything to do with. His yeah, but no. But happening. this is what I'm trying to say to you, Sam. The mere fact that there is interest from Italy and Udinese in particular, the mere fact that there is interest from them, that should force Newcastle's hand. To offer him a new contract, because yeah. the lad deserves to be on more than eight hundred and fifty pound a week, and uh, you know in our situation that's a hell of a wage. Good God, we're laughing all the way to the bank every week with that. But you're talking about football in terms. You're talking about people for Newcastle that will be on fifty, sixty grand a week plus, and Matty Longstaff deserves a bigger contract. For I think for what he's done for Newcastle so far, with him only being a young kid as well. He's proved himself to be worth... But all this does is force Newcastle's hand to offer him a new contract. Because if they do, he stays. The thing is, they have have to match what Udinese have gave him. I don't think they have to match it. He's either match it or or come up against the same, like either 20 or 25. They have to, otherwise... If I'm Matty Longstaff, I'm thinking, all right, well, why, why would I be on 20 grand if I'm on an extra 10 grand over in Udinese? Yeah, but you've got to, you've got to. It's how the kid. I think a lot of it depends on who the kid's got around him to help him in this because he'll have he'll have his agent in his ear, yep. saying, "Look, 
his agent's going to have his self-interest at heart and think, right, well, I'm going to get a cut of this deal if it goes through, so I want money. So I'm going to tell you that to go to Udinese. It depends who he's got around him. If he's got a good agent who looks at his career and thinks what's best for his career, he stays at Newcastle. If he, if if his agent and his and the rest of the people around him wanted to chase money, he'll go to Udinese. It's, there's two there. It's simple as it, it, it's not. It's like any player that gets as soon as a club are, are, are rumored to be interested in a player, it does one of two things: the team either puts a bid in for him. Or it forces the hand of the owner to give him a new contract. There's a, they're the only two things that happen. Because if, they, if he doesn't get offered a new deal, that tells him exactly where he stands. Don't know then he going. goes. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you know where I'm coming from? I think with, obviously with, Matty Longst- with the Matty Longstaff thing, he's been through the ranks of them. But you've also got to think, Newcastle also did it with Adam, Arm- uh, Adam Armstrong as well. They didn't offer him a new contract and they, off you go. And now he's he's banging goals. I it? think they made a mistake with that. They did make a mistake with I, that. I I saw him play at Scunny, and I thought good player. Should never ever have got rid of him. Scored Bol- goals at Coventry on loan. Bolton, yeah, doing well. Blackburn, yeah, he's doing well for Blackburn and as Blackburn well. Blackburn signed him. Yeah, um, that did surprise me that one because I thought he could be the next one to come out of Newcastle. Um, that you know did well for himself. He's not doing too bad now, but you think where he could have been. Mm. Um, I mean, when we played him in the FA Cup, I went to it, and he got a massive standing ovation when, when he yeah, came out. Yeah, he's a Newcastle lad, isn't he? Yeah, he's um, Jordy, mate. I... D- right, all right, I'll ask you a question. Do you want him to go? No. No, I don't either. No. I'm not a Newcastle fan, but if I was a Newcastle fan, I wouldn't want him to go. Well, I'm not being funny, mate, but you're 19 years old, you've played, you've scored against... one. Of the, you've scored two goals... Against one of the biggest clubs in the world in Man United, you've scored at Old Trafford and you've scored at St James's Park on your debut as well. Newcastle, if if, if this doesn't go through and it does end up going through Udinese, there will be questions in the Newcastle camp and the Newcastle fan base saying, "Why the fuck have we not put this? Why what, why, why are the we fuck these are go? we letting this young player go when we're trying to bring young players up like Mighty Longstaff, like Sean Longstaff, like?" Um, Tammy Abraham like Mason Mount why why are English players not or young players not that important anymore? I think that do you know what I th- honestly look at Marcus Rashford for example well it, I mean the the kid I was at the game when Rashford got given his chance and Martial got injured in the warm up Rashford's never looked back since exactly all he needed was one chance yep. that's all he needed and the kid to be fair to him and, and I know he's done a lot of things away from the pitch at, at the minute that have really put him up there in people's estimations with what he's been doing, homeless in Manchester, yeah. and raising over £20 million. I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. It shows what kind of person he is as well as, you know, at the end of the day, he's come from humble background, mate. He come from a pretty much a council estate in Manchester. The lad's grown up around the city. He knows what it's like. Um, and I think it's the same with Matty Longstaff. He knows Newcastle. He's the Newcastle boy. He's come up through the youth system. I think Newcastle would be stupid to let him go. I mean, you really play, you're playing with your brother as well, like. You play with. <laughs> you can't much you play that, next, does it? <laughs> you play next to your brother in centre mid. What else do you want? Why are Newcastle not. Why are they not giving this young player a contract? Mm. There you go. Give him that contract. As it's not as, hard. As soon as that interest came out, the first thing. Mark. Well, yeah. It is Mark Ashley after all. Yeah, I could. It, for anybody that doesn't know on the podcast, name. Sam's. 
pretend to spit right now. Fucking insane his name. Um, Disgusting, man. Look, say what you want about Ashley. The guy, although he is, yeah, for the want of a better word, a twat, but he he does know how to get a deal done for a player, and I'm pretty surprised he hasn't done it already for long stuff, to be honest. It's annoying, mate, but let's get your thoughts on this. Where do you think he'll end up next season? Truthfully. I think he'll stay. I think he'll stay. They'll table a contract for him sooner rather than later. It's going to force Newcastle's hand now. So I can see him signing a new contract, an improved contract, and I can see him staying. I don't think he'd want to leave. Oh, why would you? Why why do you leave your boy at the club, man? Why? Unless Newcastle are wanting to kick him out of the club and say, off you go, bye. Well, I think a lot of it depends on who the manager is next season. And who's got the club. Yeah, and, and who owns the football club. I think if Ashley's still in charge for whatever reason next season, I can see Longstaff staying. If Ashley's still in charge, if it is the Saudi owners, I don't think he's going to be the top of their priority list. He won't be the top of their priority list, but I think he'll be part of. I think he'll be part of the um, thingy list. I would. Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> Good. Um. I don't want to see him go. I don't. Regardless of scoring against United, winning 1-0, forget all that because the kid's done well for himself overall and I think he's done enough to earn himself a new contract. I would be very surprised if they don't. I'd be very surprised if they don't offer him one. But I do also believe that it does hinge on what happens in this takeover because if it does go through, I can't see Steve Bruce being in charge, number one. And number two, he's going to want different players in if it is a different manager. He's going to want an improved squad to actually have a crack at the top half this year, um, which I think would be an improvement for Newcastle if they spend money and they get a good some good players in. They, they need to build something. It doesn't happen. Look at City. Yeah. Look at... Chelsea. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Chelsea. It doesn't happen day one. No. All right, Chelsea was a bit quicker because football was a lot different back then. We're talking like early 2000s when Abramovich took over yeah. and within within two years they'd won the league under Mourinho. So, you know, I think they're probably the only really... To, I mean, Man City, they came into a hell of a lot of money but it took them three, four, five years to really build a proper title winning side to have a go at all competitions. Um, it's going to take time for Newcastle. I hope for their sake for the fans' sake, more than anything that the takeover goes through. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts after all this uh, pirate TV channel thing coming out. It's just gone quiet, mate. It's gone quiet. They do say, though, in in uh, in simple terms, no news is good news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just... It's hard, mate, because obviously as Newcastle fans, we've heard it all before. We've heard that... Amanda Staley was going to buy it and all this sort of stuff. And then it all went down the shit. And then it all come back up again last year with um, Thingy Kenyon. I can't remember his name. Peter Kenyon. Peter Kenyon. And that happened. He used and to that... be the chairman at United. Exactly. Well, he used to be the chief exec at United. And that went and down the, the shit pan. And then this has come up. It's gone through. It's just waiting for the Premier League to give the green light. And then this pirate TV shit come involved and now we're just sitting here waiting as Newcastle fans Look, like, what's going to happen? Um, 
I've I've said it before and I'll say it again, Sam, that the only people I feel sorry for is the fans of Newcastle United because it can't be easy dealing with that uncertainty all the time. Um, I do... I, I kind of feel for the club in a way because this takeover business was meant to happen quite a few times. Look, I don't ever think it's got to the stage it is now, though, where they've actually tabled a bid and it's been accepted. There is a lot of finer details with buying a football club, Sam, let, let, let's be honest, and there's things that need to be ironed out and certain things need to be put in place before anything happens. But they do say that no news is good news. Yeah. Because there's nothing negative coming out, do you know what I mean? It's not like they're saying, oh, we've pulled out of the deal. No, they can't pull out the deal. Well, they, pr- they can't. Sam, they, they probably could if they found but a loophole. They could, they could, but that means they're losing out on money. But it's very likely. Well, it's yeah, but happen. what what's three hundred million pound to them? Oh, yeah, They're sitting on a fortune, mate. Yeah, oil's a fantastic thing, isn't it? Mm. But uh, look, I hope it happens. I hope it happens, and I hope, I also hope Matty Longstaff stays. And if not, we'll have him at United. Yeah. Well, I've got one more for you, and I know you'll like this. Um, Oni Gallo has extended his um, loan spell. Well. It's interesting you mention that, actually, because I saw yesterday that it's actually null. He's not extended his deal. Because they didn't do it before a certain date, he's had to go back to Shanghai. Well, I've seen, on, it come out on Sky Sports every day saying that they've signed the oh, paper. Oh, no, no, I saw that. I've seen that. But, but then I also saw it come out yesterday that Igala was now had to go back to Shanghai Shenua because they didn't, um, they didn't table like a bid or an offer before a certain date so he's had to go back now I still think I, I still have him back though because it, China their season isn't going to be going for quite a while yet and I'd be very surprised if he doesn't go back to Old Trafford because I, I actually thought he played well for us um, I'd like to see him back really I, I do rate Igalo I rated him the first time he played in England he looks a bit he looks a bit unconventional at times with the way he runs and the way he plays <laughs> but gets the job done he scored goals for us, mate, and that's what we want him to do, and that's what he done. So what? What else can we say? You know, the guy's done everything that was asked of him. Uh, he's come in to help us, and he's helped us a lot. And he, you know, I mean, we effectively won the Europa League tie in the first leg against Linz. We've still got to play that yet. That home leg was meant to be on my birthday, it was, yeah. on the nineteenth of March. It was the home leg was meant to be at Old Trafford. We was going to go to it. Yeah, we we said, didn't we? We'd try and get tickets because, mm-hmm. uh, like. If you're a membership holder at United for Europa League games, you can buy two tickets. Um, and what we was going to go, and then it they put us into lockdown, sure, yeah. and we've been in it ever since. Um, I think Igalo, I think he deserves another crack at it. Really, I'd like to see him have a full year at United to see how he gets on. I know that obviously Rashford's going to be back, and Big Paul's going to be back, and it's looking like we're going to have somewhere near a full strength team again. Um, so I'd be interested to see if they do, but I'd like to see him back. I think he deserves at least another another crack. And the the fans loved him, the players really got on with him. So why not? Why yeah. not? What what harm can it do us? Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Well, that one's quick then. Um, I've got one more topic before we end it and wrap it up. Um, talk sport come out the other day. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. I shared it on Facebook. Um, Grimsby Town are refusing to play next season. Good luck. Have good, you seen good, it? Good luck with that. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. Good luck with that. It's not going to happen. <laughs> There's no way 
that you are not going to be able to play next season unless you go under unless you go out you go out of money you run out of money or something like that you are not not playing next season Grimsby Town do you want me to be honest podcast or not I couldn't give a toss about Grimsby Town couldn't they were, from from the town that we're from Scunthorpe and Grimsby just do not get along at all we never have done and we never will cast on each other no there's a, there's genuine hatred there Um I mean, you can see that by the scenes. Every time the two teams seem to play each other, it turns into a massive, massive brawl. Yeah. yeah, it just turns into a bloody brawl. But um, look, Grimsby Town, if they're going to go forward with that, good luck because you won't have a club at the end of it. No, you won't. You won't. There won't be a football club to pay players. The thing is, though, do I care? No, not really. The thing is, Ian Holloway's come out and said that he's not playing these players next season. Well, well, good, 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 good luck with yeah, that. Yeah, good luck, Holloway. Good, good luck, luck with that, that. mate, because you weren't going to be picking up a wage. Yeah, exactly. And do you know what, right? And as harsh as this may sound, I couldn't give a, I couldn't give a monkeys. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't care less, because if they want to do that... Look, Peter Swan has come out this week, the chairman of Scunthorpe United, and said that, effectively, if it carries on the way it's going, there's going to be job losses. Yeah. Now, there's a difference between job losses and choosing not to play next season, and your manager saying it as well. What are they trying to achieve by doing that? Because all they're doing is put themselves in an awkward... They've put themselves between a rock and a hard place now. Because if they choose not to play games next season, they're going to have no revenue to pay players. The club is not going to make any money. Where are they going to get the money from? The only, re- the only place that lower league clubs get money from is revenue on the gates. And the sale of players. They're the only revenue that a club in the lower leagues is going to get. So you tell me how Grimsby Town are going to survive doing that, because they're not. The chairman hasn't got that deep enough pockets that he can afford to do that. So I don't know how you tell me, mate. Because from, from where I'm sitting, uh, I can't see that going very well for him, to be honest. I mean, I don't think it'll happen. They'll have, they'll have, the league will force them to. There's no way they're not going to do well, it. Well, oh, it's what, either that or they'll, have to, they'll relegate them and they'll have to bring another team up. Well, what, what they should do, if they're refusing to play football league fixtures, they're breaking the rules... That the EFL have set them. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, I don't know. I mean, you've only really got if the club break break the rules. Look at Macclesfield getting points deductions for all this. You know, paying players' yeah. salaries, and you're telling me that's as bad as Grimsby Town refusing to play games. At least Macclesfield turn out for them. <laughs> At least they turn out, and they're going to turn out for fixtures, no matter what team they've got next year. If it was up to me, you'd either relegate them or you'd say, right, well, the club goes into liquidation then. Because the club later. can't survive without getting any money on the gates. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> yeah, see you in a bit. Off you go. I mean, look, as harsh as that may sound to people listening, Grimsby Town have been the, the, they're the biggest contributors to their own downfall. Yep. Because they've come out and said it publicly. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. I thought, are you serious? You're actually going to come out and say that? I mean, not like we give a fuck around like that. No, I couldn't care less if Grimsby went down tomorrow. I won't bat an eyelid, but it j- just, well, I mean, I don't know. It's the fans, isn't it? They're the people that you feel for, because it's like the Berry thing. They're not going to have a club to support. No. So what do you do? That's what sports going to need. <laughs> yeah, they can stay where they are if they like. Yeah. They can stay where, look, I, I think they'll be incredibly embarrassed when it comes to next season and they're still playing in the football league they're going to look pretty stupid Holloway, Holloway being another Holloway one. being the biggest one but, do you know um, I used to like Ian Holloway until he took charge of Grimsby yeah should we, uh, should we stop talking about Grimsby now it's kind of making my uh, it's making my skin crawl yeah <laughs> yeah um, 
Anything else you want to talk about, mate? We've got five minutes left. Well, what's your opinion on the Sancho to United thing? Seems to have gone a bit quiet. I don't think it was going to happen. The other one, what? I tell you what, if we're going to, if we're going to go on about that, did you see Man United of Man City? Raheem Sterling. That's never going to happen. It was never going to happen, so why even bring it up? Man, Raheem Sterling was never, ever, ever, ever going to go to United. Not from why would you want to go from Man City in a in winning or chasing for the Premier League? To no offense to Man United, but Man United that are even struggling to get into the top four. Why? Why would you? Why would you? Plus, you'd get absolute hate from the Man City fans if you went to United. Luckily, when he went from Liverpool to City, well, Liverpool fans still hate him to this day for that. Well, can you imagine the free transfers you make in your footballing career? I mean, obviously QPR to Liverpool, but that was when he was a youth team player. The three transfers you make in first-team football is Liverpool to Man City and then City to United. Christ, you, you're going the right way, aren't you? You're heading the right way for a death wish. Well, I mean, bloody hell, the Liverpool fans still hate him now for going to City. Can you imagine he went to United? Fuck. Oh. hell. I mean, I look, I, I think the guy's incredible. I think he's been brilliant for City. I think he's probably, apart from Aguero and Kevin De Bruyne, he's been their best player. Yeah. Um, and... Honestly, I would love to see him in a United shirt. I'd take him tomorrow. Of course I would. Who wouldn't? Do you know anybody in world football that wouldn't take Raheem Sterling? Because I don't. I mean, all the all the top clubs in Europe, to me, should be looking at Sterling. If this City thing does happen, with them getting a two-year ban, can you imagine Barcelona come calling? Please drop. I think you could find a place for Sterling in that Barcelona team. Really? Yeah. Definitely. Do you honestly think Griezmann's that much better than Sterling? I don't. Dembele? Dembele ain't got... Dembele well, can't you got keep got, fit, mate. So. Got, the, the only way I can see that happening is if Barca come in for the swap deal as in Griezmann goes one way and Sterling goes the other. That's but probably that, a bit more but, feasible, yeah. But is that the right move for both of them? Is Griezmann at the right standard that Sterling is? I'd say it's the right move for Sterling but not for Griezmann. Exactly. Um, I would probably say a swap deal with a player from Barcelona would be a bit more and especially with the Pep Guardiola thing as well because he'll know most of the players regardless maybe Lionel Messi Ooh. yeah let's not start that one because Messi <laughs> is never ever going anywhere he yeah. will not leave Barcelona I don't care how much money you offer him he's got no need to go anywhere he's he set for the rest of his life he's got records for still breaking that league yeah exactly um, look I know we, we mentioned about Sancho to United. That has gone a little bit quiet. I don't think that'll happen. Um, I think it kind of put some stuff to rest last weekend when he did start for Dortmund. So it kind of... I was a bit unsure about that. I thought, why is he not starting? But, it uh, well, it's looking like Favre was right and that he was trying to look after Sancho with his injury. I don't. I, I disagree with that. I think the only reason Sancho played is because Haaland got injured. That's the only reason Sancho started. Quite possibly, but um... in my honest opinion, mate, I gen- I generally think Jaden Sancho was Chelsea because that's where he's that's where he's from, isn't it? That's where he's from. Their men's. Mm. If anywhere he'll go, I don't think he'll go. Liverpool. He won't go Liverpool, so Liverpool can kiss their ass to that one because that's not happening. Oh God, I hope not. He's not going to go to City. I don't. He won't go back to Man City. Nah, I don't. I think Pep Guardiola has let him go once. I can't. He won't go back. I can't see him going back, but if he did, I wouldn't blame United, him. United, hmm, maybe. 
But I generally think he'll end up at Chelsea. Chelsea or Tottenham. The problem for United is nowadays it seems to be looked at a club for money rather than a club for winning trophies, and I think that's part of the problem. But this is why it's going to take a long time for things to turn around, just in my opinion, Sam, because United have gone from being a team that was up in the top two every season, that guarantee every year under Ferguson we was fighting for a league. And there was a couple. There was only once, maybe twice, Mourinho, when we finished third. I was going to say Mourinho got second. Mourinho said that's his best best thing he ever achieved was getting United. Team. Yeah. yeah, but because of the team he had, that's why he said that. Well, United, United were never going to catch City that season. They went no, 90, no. They went City, City were just ahead. better than everybody else that year. You know, I don't have any qualms about admitting that. Um, I do think Sancho would look at United for money rather than for. But then again, you don't know what's going through a player's head. It could be like a Bruno Fernandes, where the kids come in, he loves United, we love him as well. Like, let's have it right, we love Bruno Fernandes. Because he's saying the right things, he's doing the right things. There's two things there as a football fan, mm. you take to somebody if they do them things right. Um, and would Sancho look at United like, can I get them back to where they see as they belong? I, I believe he could. I believe under Solskjaer, we're going the right way. Um, and I think it's a matter of time before we get there. But Sancho to United, I'm not sure. I'm going to put that one on hold for the time being. That's fair enough. Let's leave, get your comments in that one then about Jonas Sancho, where will he end up yeah, next season? Um, we want plenty of interaction on the podcast, guys. We are regularly updating the channel now. Um, we're putting in two, some t- two, maybe sometimes three episodes a week. If you could get involved with us on the comments, it's a massive help because um, we love the fan inter- we love the interaction. I know we've been doing a lot with Adam Oliver recently with him Jamie and his- Morgan as well. Yeah, Jamie Morgan. Um, I think there was a was it Will Will yeah. Will Cunningham got involved on one as well. Had a few. Yeah, we've had a few. It's it's good to know that people are actually interested in listening to it. So we want plenty. We want as much interaction as we can. Um, just as a heads up, the next podcast we do will probably upload it on Tuesday. Um, yes. We, you're um, you're due a, another quiz. We are, yes. So we're we'll, due another quiz. We, we were meant to do it this weekend, but we've had to postpone it. Yeah. Um, with me not being very well and Sam's at work. On, yeah. So we're, we'll run for it. We will do the quiz on Tuesday. We will. Yeah, you're going to have to come up with some questions. Yeah. Hmm, very interesting. We're also, we are on the process of working on a Facebook page as well. We've got Gareth Morgan behind the scenes working yeah, on a banner for us. We've got a lot of things in the pipeline, really. We've got, um, we're getting a proper banner done for our YouTube channel, which will also be the Spotify logo. We are going to get onto Spotify at some point. Um, I have done for my own podcast, and I think it's time we can let it fly on the Spotify channel. Um Trying to get it out there. Yeah, we want to get it out there, guys. We want as much interaction as we can because we know that we've got some good ideas where we want to take it. So I guess now it's just a matter it's a matter of doing it really. Um let's be honest, we've got plenty of time on our hands. <laughs> so um there's no reason why we can't do it. We do appreciate all the support we've had so far. Um we just hope it keeps growing, really. Yeah, it's gonna be a long six months, mate, for us, six to a year. Yeah. We'll get there, we will. We will. Hopefully we can listen back to these podcasts. and uh... Yeah, we can look back in a year's time and think, yeah, I, I love doing them. Yeah. That's what I That's what I kind of aspire for, anyway. Right. Um, so, yeah, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, um, make sure you leave a like. Leave your comments in the comment section down below. Subscribe if, you if you're new. Yeah, and subscribe if you haven't already. Turn on our notification bell. 
Ding dong. Yeah, I think that's it for me and you, mate, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. So, um, uh, until the next time. Peace out. Yeah, au revoir.